I'm Stephen Maurice, and this is Perspectives. Let me set the scene. It's the end of a long day, food's on the table, finally get a chance to sit down, then your phone rings. It's a local number, it looks kind of familiar, you figure you should probably get it. And when you do, you hear this. Or maybe you've gotten this one. Your social insurance number has been suspended due to illegal activity. If you do not contact us immediately, your account will be deactivated. For more information about... Fraudsters. We've all been there. But they're more than just annoying. In 2021, more than 50,000 Canadians were victims of fraud, losing a total of $269 million. That's according to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. And that's only counting the crimes that were reported. March is Fraud Prevention Month, so this episode we're speaking with Tammy McKinnon, Senior Vice President of Fraud Management at Scotiabank. She's going to explain how current trends are impacting Canadians and the best ways to stay vigilant and protect ourselves from falling victim to scams. Let's get started. Tammy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So, Senior Vice President of Fraud Management is your official title. How do you describe what you do? What I do is I develop fraud strategies and drive the bank's fraud operation to protect our customers, our colleagues, and our shareholders from fraud. I've got a deep passion in fighting fraudulent activity. How I do it is through leadership, direction, and setting of priorities. Mm. I'm fortunate I work with a great team of over 500 similarly-minded individuals here at Scotiabank to safeguard our customers from fraudulent activity. And our role really is a bit of a balancing act. We're preventing fraud, but we're also trying to minimize disruption to our customers. We want them to have a seamless experience. This may sound like a silly question, but when we're talking about fraud, what exactly does that mean in the context of your work? Well, fraud is a crime. By definition, fraud is an intentional deception made to secure unfair or unlawful gain. But when you think about what fraud is, it's a dynamic, virtual, faceless crime. But the victims are not faceless. These are people that you know. This is your mother, your brother, your neighbor, your grandmother. It's a very invasive experience for people to go through. Mm. There's a lot of fraudsters out there, and they're targeting people through a variety of different ways. It can be through email, through phone, or by stealing personal info. Right. We see credit card fraud, debit card fraud, check fraud, and we certainly see a lot of scams, just to name a few. So pretty wide-ranging, the types of things that people try to scam with, at least for me, when, when I think of scams, you know, mostly think about like the fake CRA scam, which is super common, the Nigerian Prince email. I don't know if that's getting maybe a little old, but what are the common scams and frauds these days or new ones that might be emerging? Yeah. So fraud scams have really evolved from the days of con artists and pyramid schemes through the pandemic. I'll just give you an example of one of the schemes that we had seen. While people were working from home, it seemed to be a great time for people to bring home a new pet into the house. There was a rise in scams targeting prospective pet owners. It became an opportunity for fraudsters to prey on people and get them to fall for scams. Like what kind of scam? Well, pet scams were things like 
click on this link to find out more about the type of dog that you're looking at. And, you know, that link might bring you somewhere other than where you thought it was going to take you. It could be making payments for a prospective pet that eventually never comes. Huh. The top scam in Canada last year was investment scams. Hmm. You know, stories about easy money sound very enticing, especially when the lure is new and people don't quite understand it. Hmm. Crypto exchange fraud is on the rise and scams tied to initial coin offerings have grown over the past year. Scammers create fake accounts and advise people to invest in cryptocurrency. And while the website may look very real, they're actually fraudulent and none of the money is ever invested. Hmm. A lot of investors are new to crypto, so fraudsters take advantage of that. Right, right. The second popular scam that we saw was romance scams. This one's been around for a little while, but it's still, it's still happening. Fraudsters are targeting people that are on social media and dating sites to have virtual relationships and eventually will ask them for money. And just to give you a sense of magnitude, Canadians lost $42 million to romance scams just in 2021 alone. Wow. And that's just what's reported, right? So the amounts could be significantly higher. Right. And the third one was sort of the traditional phishing scams, sending texts or emails, pretending to be with the government, a business, or somebody that you know in order to try and access your accounts. I think a lot of people think maybe they would be immune to scams, especially things like romance scams or even the CRA scam. Wonder how does anybody fall for that? They think that people think maybe they're too smart to, but clearly people of all kinds get taken in by this. Absolutely. And you think to yourself, I'd never fall for that scam, but we see it all the time, particularly with our vulnerable population. I mean, imagine how heartbreaking it is to hear about an elderly person who's potentially lost their savings because somebody tricked them. It's very, very easy for people to fall for it. Think about COVID. People often received messages saying, click here to find out more about your package being delivered. People click on that link without even thinking about it because at some point everybody had a package coming. Right. So, you know, it really can be quite easy to be tricked without thinking about it. And so best advice is pause, take your time, think about it and have a little bit of skepticism. A dose of skepticism goes a long, long way in just not falling for these cases. Right. I'm going to come back in a second to some of your advice for how to avoid scams. I definitely want to talk about that. But you've been in, in this space for a while. How have you seen fraud evolve over the course of the last decade or so? Yeah, it's become more sophisticated. So what we're seeing is fraudsters are using tactics that have worked in the past, but they're evolving them into whatever the next new thing is. So COVID, as a great example, was an opportunity for fraudsters to take advantage of the isolation. You know, during lockdowns, people weren't sitting around holiday dinner tables with their loved ones talking about an experience, something that they maybe received, where family members could counsel them and say, that doesn't sound right. Like, I think we should call the bank. I think we should check into that. And so I think that sense of vulnerability left people open to being preyed on by fraudsters. How sophisticated are these operations? I mean, are there call centers set up somewhere where people are making these CRA calls? Is it organized crime? You know, how do, how do these things work? Yeah, so it is definitely more sophisticated these days. And it is a combination, I think, of individuals right up to criminal activity, all of the above. And I think 
fraudsters are often the fastest to adopt new technology. So fraudsters are using things like bot automation in order to run many, many different combinations of passwords in order to try and guess people's password. And, you know, where it may take an organization a fair bit of time to get technology to try to prevent it, a fraudster can be a single person at home with one computer. So it really doesn't take a large investment on the side of the fraudster to adopt these new technologies that can be really quite helpful in scaling and attempting fraudulent activity. I see. So we're taught as kids, you know, not to talk to strangers or not to open the door if you're at home alone. They're sort of the old school security habits we learned as kids. Are there basic online personal information security habits or red flags that we should all be learning as adults? Yeah, there absolutely are. I think the first and easiest thing is to continuously check your bank account. Always be looking for indications that something doesn't look right. Leverage the bank's tools. All of the banks have terrific fraud tools. They offer things like info alerts on your accounts, and that advises you when something out of the ordinary may be happening. Here at Scotiabank, we just introduced two-step verification, which adds a layer of security for customers that are using our mobile apps. We also allow customers now to go into the mobile app if they've misplaced their credit card or they see any potentially suspicious activity, they can lock the card. They can do that right off the mobile phone. And that just gives them time to give a call to the bank and verify the activity that they're seeing on their account, but gives them immediate protection. Mm. In addition to the tools Scotiabank offers, we have great resources for our customers on our security center and common scams page. Other things that you can do in terms of the device, install antivirus software and anti-malware software, you know, be very cautious about downloading free apps. Don't click on links with any attachments unless you know the source. And then I think, you know, this last one I think is critical. Create strong passwords or passphrases and make sure they're different each website that you're visiting. Because if you've used the same username and password on one site that has any kind of breach, but you're also using that same information on another site, that's how fraudsters will often be able to get into different sites and attack your information. And we can provide links in the description and in the episode story to those resources you mentioned just now. Right. So what's something unexpected that you've learned from your time in fraud management? Again, you have a ton of experience in this space. Yeah, I've definitely learned how pervasive it is and how just about everybody knows somebody who's been a victim of fraud. I've learned how important it is for a financial institution to be thinking ahead in terms of fighting fraud. And I've also learned that fighting crime takes a community. It's best done when we partner with our customers and other financial institutions and even just the industry as a whole. Because really what we're trying to do is eradicate fraud as a whole from the industry. And so partnering with others seems to be a very strong approach to dealing with the emerging threats that are coming our way. And you've been at Scotiabank for a few months now. How is that going? How have you been able to help Scotiabank make itself and its customers safer during that time? You know, I'm very fortunate to lead a terrific team. So team of experts, my role really is around motivating, influencing, and setting priorities. So I've been fortunate to come into a team that had a great plan in place and in working with them will be thinking about the future and how we ensure we have investments to continuously protect 
customers. And that's really the role that I play. And one last question for you. What's your mother's maiden name? It would never tell you. <laughs> and hopefully you'd never find it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the correct answer. <laughs> Tammy, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I think that's uh, very useful information for everybody to listen to. Thanks for having me. I've been speaking with Tammy McKinnon, Senior Vice President of Fraud Management at Scotiabank. We'll have links to Scotiabank's Security Center and Common Scams page in the description and on the episode page at scotiabank.com slash perspectives. You've been listening to Perspectives. Please follow and rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, scotiabank.com slash perspectives. We'll see you next time. <laughs>